customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. If you fart, admit it. <laughs> In the bank, because it causes so much trouble. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, May 13th. Skeleton crew this morning, Trey's dentist appointment is running long, so he likely won't be joining us. I guess uh, Dentist A-Rod takes his time at the plate <laughs> and at the teeth, but that's okay. No rush at the dentist. I'm still Jay Skeets, along with the international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Still mm. pluralized. Still pluralized. There's two of you there. So. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yes, we got the man, the myth, the legend. Making the magic happen is JD. Lee, I'm, I'm going to have to give you a verbal warning for being out of uniform this morning. Yeah. Come oh. on, Lee. You didn't get the memo? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, you know. Okay. Eh, close yeah, enough. Close yeah, enough. Yeah, yes. yeah. JD and I rocking the No Dunks crew necks, but it's okay. Lee's got the uh, No Dunks sort of We Believe uh, mm-hmm. Warrior shirt there. Go to nodunks.com. Get your No Dunks merch right now. Shout out to the stream team joining us live here on a Thursday. We see you on YouTube. Please like. Please comment. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Email us your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com, or you can tweet them in, at nodunksing. Lee is laughing because, well, we hit the beach yesterday, and holy shit, was that an episode. Uh, again, just go listen to it, or you know what, don't, because it was pure insanity right from the jump. Like, yeah, like two yeah. minutes in, it was off the rails. Never got back on the track, uh, but it's okay. That happens from time to time. I still can't shake the visual of uh, Lee Ellis, an hour outside of Melbourne, of Sunbury, mounting a trash can like the Lee P style, <laughs> taking a piss and ending up in court because of it. <laughs> well, look, these stories don't need embellishment, okay? I mean, they're bad enough it is. So, you know, to throw the Lee P element in, it's not well, really necessary, but uh, uh, but sure, why not? The stories over time always, of course, add an extra layer here and there, so... Uh, I'm fine with it. 350 okay. bucks. I'm still a bit salty over that. Yeah, that's, wow. a, that's a lot of money. So, yeah, we talked about 
court stories, and uh, I couldn't remember what you call those things that have food in them. You know, the trucks. <laughs> uh, what else? I mean, look, just go. It, just like, just it was crazy. Lee was it, like taking Jim Beam deliveries during the show. Uh, he's got it there. He's ready wow. for wow. happy hour tonight. Um, <laughs> and we want you all to join us tonight. We'll share some more stories. We'll have some more larfs. Uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube here. It's the No Dunks Happy Hour. Charity Drive. First time we've ever tried this. Going to be raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Our fundraising goal, I'm just going to tell all of y'all right now. We want to hit $2,601 tonight. Because that, is, that would be one more dollar than WWE superstar Xavier <laughs> Woods. Who I guess did twenty six hundred dollars once. Yeah. I have a theory. If we beat him by one dollar, he has to give us like one of his championship belts. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that would be great. So yeah, join us tonight, all for a good cause. We have a blast every happy hour as it is. Fun gets underway at eight thirty p.m. Eastern time. Bring your coins. And uh, I know some people have been saying, "I'm not gonna be able to make it tonight. Can I still donate?" Yes, you can. There is a link. We'll tweet that out. We'll drop it in the YouTube comments. Uh, and you guys can help us out there. I, I, I'd like to think with the No Dunks Army that we can smash 2,600 oh, yeah. in, oh. you know, in, in one night. But we'll see. You'll see. You know, yeah. times are tough for everybody out there at this point. So, yeah. uh, you know, but if you can throw in five, ten bucks, if you've enjoyed the show over this season uh, and help us out, that would be awesome. So that's tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. On today's show here, uh, I promised it. I'm going to count down my all-NBA 10 teams. Yeah. All NBA first, second, and third teams, they get all the love. What about the fourth, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and tenth teams? And then we'll get to some snubs as well. Uh, this I'm, started as a joke, but I'm going to do it here on the show. I'm starting to think Trey's dentist appointment uh, was pretty coincidental <laughs> on the day that you're no, going to release you saw him. him in the slack. TK, he didn't want to miss this. He was asking us to bump the show back. He's like, i got to hear your sicko teams. I'm like, I know, man. Don't worry. I'll tweet him yeah. out. You can just go back and watch and listen to the show. Uh, he's sitting in that chair right now. He's like, get out of the way, A-Rod. I can't see the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, shout out to dentist Aaron, maybe he's like uh, peering in right now, watching as TK's got his phone open. Uh, but we'll get to the games and the big news from yesterday first. Lily, we'll fly through these as we get closer and closer to wrapping up the regular season. First one, though, we had the Knicks and the Hawks Ka-ka! punching their playoff tickets. They are officially in the playoffs. And my question is, uh, you know, the Knicks didn't play last night. Hawks got another close victory over the Wizards. Which team has surprised you more? Uh, this season? Is it the Knicks being where they are at right now or the Hawks, especially after the slow start and the firing of uh, Coach Pierce and bringing in Nate McMillan? Like, which one do you go with? I think this is a tough question. It is a pretty tough question because I think they've both uh, played above their heads, really, in a lot of ways and to be in this position. I'm going to take the Knicks because things tend to always backfire and fall apart and that just hasn't happened in fact as the season's gone on I think you can say the Knicks have gotten more impressive uh you know coach Thibodeau we know uh he can have an immediate impact on teams uh down the road that may sort of grate some of the players but for this season it's been Mm -hmm. very effective their defense has been great and he's turned Julius Rand I mean turned him in I mean it's obviously the player takes uh, most of the credit for this one but he's got him playing at an incredible level where I think he's he's virtually a lock for an all NBA slot himself there's you know a little bit of buzz about MVP uh, Spoiler, Julius Randle will be on one of my 10 All-NBA teams. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he makes okay. at least one of those, yeah. Um, 
But, you know, and then you look at the growth of someone like RJ Barrett. I think he's been outstanding this season. And they've been doing it all for most of the season without Mitchell Robinson, who I think is a a very important uh, part of their team going forward. So there's so many great stories there for the Knicks. They've been in so many other close games as well. They've battled. I really can't remember a patch at all of this season where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, here go the Knicks again. You know, in eight or ten games, they just stink it up and don't play. But instead, they're playing defense. They've got that star quality up front in uh, Julius Randle, and they've got so many other contributors. And then someone like the rookie, Emmanuel Quickly, I think he's been really good for them. So considering what happens usually in New York over these last you know, five, ten years, even longer if you want, uh, I would say the fact that they're in the playoffs, I, I just really hope we get Knicks Hawks in that first round. I think yeah. we, we deserve that one because... Uh, you know, as we talked a little bit about yesterday, it, it sort of maybe will be the heat in that fourth or fifth spot. But uh, the Hawks have been incredible, especially since Nate McMillan came along. Uh, their season was going to waste again. Yeah. But instead, he's turned them around and got them into the playoffs. So I think you can pretty much say both teams have, have outperformed their expectations. But uh, I'll, I'll go with the Knicks just because, you know, we, we know that usually at some point things go completely uh, awry for the Knicks. And it hasn't happened this season. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was almost shocking last night on Twitter seeing Knicks fans rejoicing so much, <laughs> like celebrating, like I was happy for them. Like, don't get me wrong, but it was like, oh yeah, there are a lot of diehard Knicks fans uh, who have had some, of course, rough years over the past couple decades, and here they are with a with a team that's fun to root for, there yeah. it is, Lili. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they are, they play, they obviously play their asses off for Tibbs, they've done it defensively, and you're right, I remember all season long, because remember those, those crazy numbers going around with the Knicks, like the, the opponent's uh, three-point percentage against them, and it was just like ridiculously low for a good chunk of it and everyone's like oh that's gonna bounce back you know at some point yeah it's a little bit of the defense you can credit out the uh, closeouts and stuff like that but uh, some of these teams are just missing but it really hasn't like rebounded all that much and that's these guys fly around they've got each other's back out there and they are making uh it difficult for the other team to to score against them so you could go with either i just wanted to throw Mm. that one at you i like the next one as well the hawks remember coming into the season we were like the Hawks could be a top five, six team. Like, look at their roster. Like, the, the moves they had made. Obviously, Capello was going to start playing. You've got stars in Trey and John. The Bogdanovich, uh, you know, getting him was huge. They just had, like, what appeared, on, again, on paper to have, like, two teams. They had so many guys. Got yeah. It goes on and on and on. And then they started, like, really, really quickly hot, and then they fell apart. And a big part of it was injuries. And then I guess, you know, Pierce did lose the locker room or he lost the confidence of his star players, at least. And then the switch up with Nate McMillan, like you said, just turned it around. So let's hear mm-hmm. from you guys in the stream team. There really is no wrong answer to that one. But congrats to the Knicks and Hawks fans. Uh, you know, it's been a while for the Knicks. What, 2012-13 season? Hawks yeah. haven't been there since Trey Young's been around. So it's like the 2017 season, the last time we saw them. So it'll be cool to have them in here. All right, our next game, though. James Harden, 18 points, 11 assists. He's back for the Brooklyn Nets. Of course, Kyrie wasn't playing. Can't ever have all three of them playing. You know, it's the universe will not allow it. But what did you think we saw, or what did you um, take away from Harden's return there last night? It'd been a while. Longest layoff of his career. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But uh, there he was out there with the 18 and 11 in a win. What'd you think? Uh, It looked incredible. Honestly, to come off the bench like that and post nearly a triple-double and to just pick up where he had left off 
when he was playing there for the Nets was uh, remarkable. Against a good team, the Spurs, you know, you know they're always going to be tough. But he came off the bench, and I wonder, because remember when Kevin Durant first came back, he came off the bench. So I wonder if that sort of maybe was like the set, set, set the tone for someone like James Harden to be like, all right, it's fine, I can come off the bench and get into my flow that way. Because uh, honestly, it did not look like this guy had missed a couple of weeks with a hamstring injury. It looked like maybe he'd been off for a, a game or two. He was uh, so fresh and so ready to play out there again. And yeah, I mean, ominous signs for uh, every other team in the Eastern Conference because, again, you mentioned no Kyrie Irving. So when they get all those three guys there, it just feels like so many uh, guys can uh, score, first of all, in the big three there. And then you've got your guys like Joe Harris on the sideline who can hit those threes uh, and, and everything. So, yeah, this one, um, you know, he's coming back just at the right time to get a couple of games under his belt before the playoffs start. And if he's healthy and if uh, Kyrie is back, the, the Nets uh, are going to win the Eastern Conference if they're all healthy. They're just too good, I just think. And, um, you know, that was a good win last night. Super impressive. James Harden this season, I mean, he's had an incredible season because he, he powdered his way out of Houston, looked out of shape, looked like he didn't care, basically flipped the switch as soon as he put on that Nets uniform, played to a level where it was like he can't win MVP to the point where he's like, he's almost like second favorite at one point there to win MVP. <laughs> Gets this hamstring injury and it's like, maybe that'll slow him down. Um Took a bit longer, I think, to get back than they originally planned for. Mm-hmm. But but obviously, uh, I think the same thing with Kevin Durant is they, they took the right approach by maybe extending that uh, absence a little bit longer just to make sure they were 100% when they came back because that was like when Kevin Durant came back. It was like, oh, my God, it doesn't look like he's missed any time. So he was clearly ready to go and uh, put on an incredible performance again last night. The Nets are still within striking distance of the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I don't think they really care. Uh, but Philly, they're in the driver's seat still. Uh, they're a game and a half up with not many games left here if you're keeping track. I mean, most teams have like two, maybe three games left over the final, uh, I believe, four nights here of of the regular season. So it's very, very likely the Sixers are going to have the number one seed, but the Nets will uh, probably hold on to number two, and that's fine. Um, Man, does anyone throw like a pocket pass on like a pick and roll sexier than James Harden? I mean, it is... It's fundamental. It's very solidly, but it's also got some sex appeal to it. Like, (laughs) seriously, he did it time and time again with, like, Claxton or Jeff Green. And this is a guy who had missed, like, 18 games. And you're right. Like, looked like he hadn't missed a beat. In fact, he was asked about it after the game. He says, quote, James Harden here. Not to, like, brag or anything, but I'm, like, really, really good at this game. Wow. That's a great quote. Why does he need to preface it with not to brag? Just brag. You are bragging. I'm I really mean, good at this game. Yeah. Not to, like, brag or anything, but, like, I'm really, really good at podcasting. Uh, yeah. You know, I've done a lot. Well, look, I, I, you're probably going to shout homer at me, but the Joe Ingalls, Rudy Gobert one is uh, just as effective out there in Utah. Nice. I mean, they hit that. Honestly, it feels like 90% of the time they make a, a score off a pick and roll there. But the point being... Yes, James Harden, you know, again, with new teammates to an extent, but uh, it certainly didn't look like that last night. It looked like he was so comfortable getting back into his rhythm. Um, And again, I just feel that uh, if you are the Sixers, you are like, please, we've got to hang on to this number one spot so that, you know, well, best case scenario, I think, is that they obviously hope that the Bucs and the Nets go to seven games in that second round so that assuming the Sixers advance, they're going to face one of those teams that's had a tough series. But... uh, Man, what a what a, what an incredible season it's been for James Harden, and uh, you know they just they just look ready, and they look like they're just going to be too hard for anyone to really beat in seven games. Yeah, and then again, even last night, it wasn't all that close, but like Harden just saved it yeah. until like the final three or four minutes to start scoring, to like really aggressively, like no, all right. I'll just be the closer here. I'm the Tom Hankey of this group. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Like, Kyrie, 
and KD, like they'll just do a bulk of the scoring for the most yeah. part, and Harden will just set up guys left and right, and then he's like, okay, well, I'll just uh, I'll score, you know, seven, eight of our final ten here, and just close the game. That's like, oh my god, yeah. That hundred dollars is like I can Ooh, feel yeah. it like leaving my hand. Maybe I can convince Tass tonight to yeah to, it. to yeah. give it to to St. Jude instead. Yeah. Ooh, that's a smooth move. I'll pull that out. Yeah, there it is. There's money, Mellis. Okay, so yeah, Harden looking good in the return. Good news with Kyrie. It's not a concussion. Um, he he got popped in the face. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw that elbow. Uh, so that's maybe good. Will we get masked Kyrie? Mm. Back in our lives. The Nets already have a mask. Doesn't uh, Bruce Brown have a mask on? Oh, uh, right yeah, now? he was, yeah. It'd be weird yeah. to have two guys out there with the mask on. But yeah. we've seen Mask Kyrie do some special things before. That's not good for the rest of the league. No, no. If he no. throws Although on he's, that. Not allowed, he's not allowed to wear the black the one. The black though, one. So it's, That's it's, so it's, it's, stupid. I know. The dumbest know. rule they've got in the NBA. I know. It, it's so dorky, uh, the, the clear one. You it know, is. If you're going to wear a mask, make it yeah. look cool because LeBron looked awesome in his. Uh, I think Kobe had one too there for a while, yeah. and uh, and Kyrie, I remember. Yeah, he just it, it gave them special powers. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's some sort so. of it's performance not fair. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you got to wear the dorky white one, uh, clear yeah. one. Uh, it's, it takes down your powers a little bit. No, yeah. it worked for Rip Hamilton. He's the one guy that actually pulled it off. All right, maybe that's just because he always was wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, for some reason, it worked on him. A lot of the other guys, you're right, it doesn't work that well. Come on, yeah. let them wear the black mask. Come on. All right, next game here. Or at least next sort of storyline from last night. We had the Mavs, the Blazers, and the Lakers all winning lately to stay put at five, six, seven. Uh, not in that order. Blazers five, Mavs six, Lakers seven. I think I have that right. But yeah. do you think that's how it's going to finish here? Uh, in, in that order where the Blazers keep the fifth seed, Mavs stay six, and then the Lakers stay in the play-in. What, what do you think? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the Rockets, man, Kyle Kuzma saved the Lakers yeah. there late uh, because no Anthony Davis, uh, Schroeder's still out as well. And I guess the Lakers just thought it's the Rockets. We're going to win no matter who we put on the floor. So, hey, ne- LeBron, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. nearly uh, nearly backfired on them. And uh, I think, you know, the Mavs and the Blazers were, were would have been definitely pulling for the Rockets just to make that uh, gap a little bit bigger there. But anyway, it didn't the Lakers win that game. But then the Blazers got a very impressive victory in Utah. Now, no Donovan Mitchell and no Mike Conley still for the Jazz, so a little bit shorthanded. But they certainly, everyone else played and they were trying to win that game. So it was a tough victory there uh, for the uh, Blazers. I thought Carmelo was fantastic uh, for them as well, giving them some that, that pop off the bench. So that was huge. And then the Mavs, they pretty much blew out the Pelicans. I mean, yeah. this one was a bit of a stinker. Uh, Luca looked great. And poor Zingas early on, he was looking so good for them, you know. And that, again, the, the Mavericks, I think, so much of their pendulum swings on just whether or not Porzingis is going to play and if he's going to be healthy because they just need that extra offense from him. You know, Tim Hardaway, of course, was there giving them some uh, support. But Porzingis is, you know, supposedly their second star player. They need him out there and you can just see how important he is to them. So it's tough because I know that the the Blazers still, I think, have the Jazz. Uh, yeah, let me, me, the let me throw it up here for you. Nuggets and Suns, I think it is, yeah. Take a look at yeah. it lately. Yeah, so, I mean, it's so close. I mean, I think the Lakers, uh, yeah, they, they could just steal that sixth spot off the Mavericks, uh, but the Blazers could hang on. But the Blazers, as I say, yeah, uh, Nuggets and Suns to go. Now, who's going to rest players? What's going to happen? It's, you know, I don't I love, know. I like, just, hearing your brain working out well, loud right now. I just, I just have a feeling the Lakers are going to escape the playing tournament. I just have a feeling. Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, I, they will not be escaping if the Mavericks and Blazers can win outright here. Yeah. Like, but, if they just don't lose their games, then this is the way it stands. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I think when we were talking the other day that the, the Lakers have the easiest schedule. Uh, they've got the paces here 
coming up, and then they're, 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 it's in Indiana. I mean, Indiana. Yeah, they're playing then for got, something. They're playing yeah. for an eighth seed. Yeah. And then they're at New Orleans on the last day of the season. So you would think LeBron, if they have to win that game, you would think LeBron is is probably going to come back for that. I know he's kind of extended the the delay here. So basically, you think the Blazers or Mavericks though are going to drop a game here? And I know they don't have the easiest of schedules. At least yeah. the Blazers don't. So that's well, the Mavericks have got the Raptors. Uh, so and the Raptors are out. And then they've got the Timberwolves. So what do the Wolves do in terms of like? Okay, we do want to maybe just drop a game here to help their playoff cha- uh, their uh, draft chances so right, there's so right. many different scenarios in play here but I ju- it just feels like the Lakers are going to somehow escape the playing tournament and it's going to be one of those other teams but uh, incredible stuff last night really again from Portland going to Utah to get that victory I mentioned Little shorthanded, but still, um, yeah, they had to they had to win that game. This was not like the Jazz just kind of mailed it in or anything like that. Well, the Blazers are the hottest team in the league right now. I think they've <laughs> won nine of their last ten, which sort of snuck up on me that they've yeah. uh, put together this run. But they're playing great basketball at the right time here, of course, as we get closer and closer. I'm thinking the Lakers are going to stay in the seventh spot here because I got some confidence, I guess, in, in Portland to to win outright. Even though I think they have, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I know the Suns is one of the game. Yeah, uh, and then they have another tough Denver. opponent. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's Denver. Yeah, that's right. But I'm liking them because those and those other teams. You know, of course they're still jockeying, but at some point the Suns are going to be locked into the second seed, and you know the Nuggets might be ended up. They got home court advantage. They know that much, yeah. so it's going to be three or four. Anyway, the point is. Or the question is, I saw this on ESPN, fact or fictionally, the Lakers should be favored in a first-round playoff series no matter where they finish. Will that be the case? Or is there a matchup that you could see, hypothetically, that you say, no, 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 they wouldn't be the favorite in that series, like maybe the Clippers or something like that? Yeah, well, let's assume that Conley and Donovan Mitchell are both out for that first-round series. Whoa. Let's just, well, just just for the point of of this here, because if they're both out, then the, and, and LeBron and Anthony Davis are in, then I think the Lakers probably do become favorite in that series okay. because because we simply know that, you know, it doesn't matter for the Lakers. And okay, LeBron. what about a, a more more likely Suns-Lakers matchup, 2-7, yeah. let's say, and Phoenix fully healthy? Who, who's the favorite in that series? I, I, I would probably take the Lakers. Yeah, I, I, I think, think most because, people will. Yeah, because I think that... Uh, and you've seen the Suns in these last couple of games against the Jazz and against the Warriors, teams that are, are playing to win something. And they've lost both both of those games. Now, I mentioned yesterday, I think if the Suns can sort of learn from those losses and understand, hey, this is what it's going to be like every single night in the playoffs, then maybe it's good for them in that sense. But it's very hard to pick, even though they've obviously got Chris Paul, very hard to pick against LeBron in a first-round series just because it's 2-7. It makes no difference to me. It's like right. it's LeBron, it's the Lakers. You know he's getting a split at minimum in one in that first uh, <laughs> first two games. It's just, I, I would put uh, my life on that happening. and then. So you're the saying pr- if the Lakers play the Suns 2-7 matchup, you'd bet the house on, oh. on the Lakers at least splitting the first two games in, in Phoenix. Yeah, LeBron, remember, had some right. crazy record, like 29 straight series in a row where he won. On a road game, right. you know, um, you know, he was able to do that, and and you just know it's in the playoffs. That's what it's about, and then immediately that puts so much more pressure on the Suns uh, to go and then have to split in LA, which they could do, but it just that's that's the sort of scenario that really plays into LeBron's hands, where it's like, yep, mm-hmm. I'm going to steal home court, and then we're going to go home and uh, put all that uh, that team that is inexperienced outside of Chris Paul under a lot of pressure. So. Uh, now, just going back to the Jazz, if the Jazz are healthy, I think the Jazz would be favourite in that series, and healthy being Conley and Mitchell both playing, I would I would probably pick the Jazz in a in a long series. But but you know, I I, I just feel that uh, 
If you're the Suns, you've got so much to prove in the playoffs for a team that hasn't been there before. Okay, one more question with mm. all of these hypotheticals. Would you prefer the Lakers stay in the seventh seed and play the Warriors in this play-in game? Obviously, win and you're in. Very exciting. LeBron, Curry, I imagine it would do massive ratings. Or would you prefer the Lakers up to sixth, whoever of the Blazers, Mavs, slipping back into the play-in, and that we would get, hypothetically, a Clippers-Lakers battle for LA mm. in the first round? That was a series we wanted last year. It obviously never happened. Uh, Nuggets coming back there in that series versus the Clips. Which one? Which one's more exciting to you as a basketball fan that cheers for all 30 teams in the league? Yeah, well, that's the thing. When you, when you sort of have a, a, a horse in every race but no horse in any race at all, it's great. You can sort of really sit on the fence. I want to see Lakers-Warriors in a battle for that eighth spot. That's what I would love to happen, where it's like one of these teams misses out and we're going to have a one-game decider between you know two of the greatest players we've ever seen in the game in, in LeBron and Steph Curry. So that's what I want to see. I would love it for it to happen like that. Uh, probably won't. Probably won't because of the way things are, are lined up right now. But if I could pick, I, I, I want that before I want Lakers Clippers because I just think, again, for this play-in tournament, that is the ideal scenario for the league. Even though, obviously... You know, for TV ratings, they would like the Lakers to go further into the playoffs. But uh, for this do-or-die, winner-takes-all uh, situation, give me Lakers-Warriors. I, I think it would be fantastic. Okay. Well, look who it is. Hopefully cavity-free TK <laughs> joining us. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, how these bad riders look at Skizzy. Oh, looking oh. real good, the choppers. Oh, you're like Ross in Friends when he, uh, <laughs> when he had that... Uh, you know, the, the, the teeth glowing stuff on it. That is shiny. Man. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, first dentist checkup in what? I don't know. 16 months, 18 months, something like that. My mouth is so sore. Feels like I just <laughs> got uh, the deepest tissue massage exclusively on my gums. But uh, feeling clean, feeling shiny. Uh, I saw somebody had tweeted at Tass said, you got the best smile on no dunks. So I immediately scheduled a dentist appointment <laughs> to go get a cleaning real quick. I got to get shined up here before the big happy hour tonight. How was dentist A-Rod? Uh, he was looking good, man. It was great to yeah. see him. I saw he's upgraded uh, his uh, his dentist goggles now are mm. Nike. So, you know, that's pretty cool. It's pretty wow. cool for Dr. A-Rod. Turning two there. Ball. <laughs> Ball. All right. Well, we were just talking about some of last night's games and some of the uh, hypothetical uh, you know, playoff matchups and who's in the plan and all that trade. But we got some more news here, and we'll throw this first one at you. Oh, boy. Uh, Victor Oladipo, season-ending surgery on his right quadriceps tendon. So he is out. He ended up playing, what, four games yeah. for the Miami Heat, which is, uh, which is pretty baffling here. Now, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, he says that the tendon isn't ruptured like it was when he underwent a similar surgery in January 2019. That prior injury kept him out for like the calendar year. So hopefully this isn't as bad, but um, are you shocked at all by this, this news here, TK? Does it matter at all to the heat moving forward? What impact does this have on his free agency? You know, have at it. Well, I don't think it matters to the heat going forward this season. They've been playing some pretty good basketball as of late. Like we talked about on yesterday's beach stepping, Jimmy Butler is having a really good season. The heat seem to be the healthiest they have been the entire year. They're peaking at the right time. So, uh, you know, they picked up Oladipo just as a little bit of insurance for guys like Goran Dragic, maybe Kendrick Nunn, uh, even Jimmy Butler himself. Uh, but those guys are all playing well right now. They're all actually on the court. So Oladipo wouldn't have a massive role, especially considering those guys on the Heat were already there. They've got that continuity together going to the finals uh, during that bubble season. From a free agency standpoint, you know, 
Uh, the silver lining, I would say, for Oladipo is he will probably get to pick where he wants to play since he's not going to likely get quite as big of a deal as he would have been if he would be completely healthy going into this season. But man, quadriceps tendons seem to be a massive problem and something that really, really lingers. Uh, that was a similar injury that Kawhi Leonard had that ended his tenure with the Spurs, uh, something that he still manages to this day. Uh, yep. Tony Parker had something similar with the Spurs as well that, you know, I mean, he was at the end of his career. It didn't really end his career, but it made it harder for him to continue when he eventually went to the Charlotte Hornets. But I don't know. It feels like uh, the quadriceps tendon is a problem. And, you know, Oladipo, it doesn't seem like completely had it managed this season. He still had a decent year from a counting standpoint, almost at 20 points per game. Only shot 40% from the field, though. 32 uh, from three. He doesn't have the explosion that he used to have, obviously. And I guess uh, that's part of why he would want to have this surgery now to try and get back to uh, a little bit closer to that all NBA level that we've seen him at before. Or at the very least, just a guy who's going to be able to continue to contribute and be a, ma a big part of a team rather than just a ra random role guy. Yeah, and uh, Oladipo, he turned down a two-year $45 oh, yeah. million dollar extension. Um, you know, was... Uh, Wanted to get out of there, uh, you know, if Houston didn't want to be locked up long-term there, not even that's all that long-term, but uh, wanted to get to Miami, and he did, but again, only played four games. Would the Heat have been better off at this point, Lee, in keeping Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley, who were like the pieces moved for Oladipo, or was it worth the risk? And, you know, bring him in, see if he's got it, see if he can fight through injuries here, uh, because you're obviously getting a better player if he is healthy than those guys. So, like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, now that the injuries come into play, sure, you would redo the trade if you're the Heat because uh, Kelly Olynyk's a solid, you know, reliable big guy who can stretch yeah. a floor and he knows their system. Uh, Avery Bradley didn't really play this season with Miami himself, so he's not really going to be missed. But, uh, yeah, Oladipo, I th but, uh, you know, on the surface, you'd do the trade because, as you say, the upside <laughs> of Oladipo is, uh, is much greater than Kelly Olynyk. I mean, he's the type of guy who can go out there and have a 30-point performance in a game and in the playoffs. That's what they're hoping for. But, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, Oladipo's camp's probably now going, man, that $45 million two-year was looking pretty good. I, I just don't sort of see. I mean, it's looking at the free agency class for next year, you know, guys like Lowry, DeRozan, uh, I think Mike Conley's a free agent as well. So there's other guys sort of in his position. I mean, he's a bit of a... Uh, you know, he's a bit of a combo guard himself. Mm -hmm. But given now he's had so many uh, injuries that have knocked him out for so long, I just wonder what his uh, his value will be to a team and how much anyone's prepared to pay him. Because I sort of think a long-term deal is is probably unlikely at this point, just because he has uh, these, these nasty injuries. So we'll see. But, um, you know, that's it. Yeah, the Heat, I, I don't think really are going to miss him all that much just because they didn't have him there for uh, long enough to see, see an impact. So, yeah. um, you know, they'll, they'll be fine. Final piece of news. We'll start with you, Lily. The Pistons signed Dwayne Casey to a contract extension. Um, he had two years left on his original five-year deal there in Detroit, but will now be extended for one more season. Um, you like or dislike this move by the Pistons uh, management team there? I'm very surprised that they would do this uh, when he's got two years left on his deal. It sort of felt like he was um, you know, maybe on his way out, but I think they have done an okay job this season. I guess the, he's hit the goals that the uh, internally that the team wanted him to hit. Otherwise, you know, and they're happy with the job he's done. Otherwise, I can't see why they would extend him. But uh, good on him because he's gone from a situation there in Toronto where the team was good, he leaves and they win a championship, to a team Detroit like Detroit where, you know, it's not a destination. Uh, they've had a change of ownership too recently. You know, Blake Griffin was there, Derek Rose was there. They basically just moved on from them. So you can sort of see... 
normally a team would be like, let's start completely fresh and hit the restart button with a new coach. But uh, obviously they feel that Dwayne Casey is doing the right thing there. But the Pistons have been a story this season that, you know, you've kind of overlooked. No one's really paid too much attention because they started off badly. I will say this, though. They have been competitive most yeah. of the season. Yeah. You know, that's that's one thing I will say. They never, like the Thunder have been awful for a lot uh, this season. They just haven't been competitive. The Pistons have battled. So uh, maybe that's the thing that they were hoping to see from Dwayne Casey, that despite the, de- the, he- the hand that he was dealt, he got his team to play at least competitively, even though, you know, they've, they've never been really, really close to the playing tournament at any point during the season. This is Casey's third year in Detroit. He went 41 and 41 in that first year, then 20 and 46 last year, and then 20 and 50 right now this year. Uh, what, what do you think, TK? They, this was a glowing press release. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Like from Tom Gores, the owner, Troy Weaver, the GM, like everybody just talking up Casey. So this feels like to me like, yeah, we love at least this guy instills a culture. I saw it as a Raptors fan. Like, there's no doubt. Of course, he moves on, or they, the Raptors decide to move on from him, and they bring in you know, Nick Nurse, and it works out for everybody because they win a title. But he does, Dwayne Casey, get teams to play hard and, and be competitive. He's a good teacher. And, you know, his development record does speak for itself with the Raptors, and then even early here with a lot of these young guys on the Pistons, you know, seeing some promising things. So is this what they're seeing? They're just like, yeah. I mean, he should be able to see this out because a lot of the times you bring in these coaches, they got all these young squads, we suck, you lose a bunch of games, and then you're like, okay, bye. You know, your record sucks, so bye, we'll just bring in somebody else. But instead they're doing the opposite of like, I guess it's sort of Brett Brown like a little bit totally. when he was with the Sixers. Like, eh, you almost deserve this, and at least you are instilling this like what appears to be at least a culture and to play hard uh, for him. What do you think? Just like with Brett Brown and the process Sixers, it shows up on the defensive end. The, the Pistons are 16th in defensive rating over the course of the season, which is kind of impressive considering they haven't had much to play for for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. You see the instant growth from Jeremy Grant just being empowered to have the ball in his hands and make some plays. And, uh, you know, the development already of Sadiq Bey. And Isaiah Stewart, shout out to the Beef Stew. Both of those guys have been solid rookies. Jeremy Grant was a great guy to bring in. You see that little bit of growth right there just this season, despite the fact that the team hasn't really done anything. Yeah, why wouldn't you keep Dwayne Casey to build that culture to bring you back to respectability? Kind of like what happened with the Raptors early on in their rebuild. They just started getting better, playing harder, developing some good habits, making it happen on the defensive end. Perhaps at some point you're going to have to upgrade to the next level of coach, just like the Raptors did. But there's uh, there's definitely a benefit in bringing back these guys who uh, who have started the rebuild and who have um, you know got guys on the right page and got them to be doing the right things, so that theoretically down the line, three or four years from now, uh, when you're ready to actually try and make some moves and try and win some games and get back to the playoffs, that sort of thing. I think uh, perhaps that's when you make the next move. But bringing back Dwayne Casey, I think, is, is a great call from the Pistons. Congrats to Coach Casey. We love him here on this show. We had him on the starters a long time ago, and he is a class act. That's all you hear said about Dwayne Casey, but it's 100% act. true. It really is. He's like one of the nicest men I've ever met, uh, at least in the NBA universe there. So congrats to him on the extension. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Let's get to the real sicko shit, okay? <laughs> it started as a joke. Obviously, we're talking all NBA teams, and oh man, there's so many good guys. There's going to be so many snubs left off that all NBA third team. And I said, hey, let's just go deeper. Let's have an all NBA fourth team, fifth team, sixth team, whatever. Just keep going. We could just like get all 450 players on an all NBA team if we really wanted to. You just got to put the work in. So that's what I've done here, guys. I didn't get, I'm not going to put all 450 on teams, but I am going to go 10 teams deep, all yeah, NBA style, all right? Now, I want to start this off by saying I had to decide on a games played cutoff. I just have to. And I went with 45 games played. That, to me, feels right in this weird season. I generally like a higher percentage of games played when it comes to this stuff. I like around a 70% mark if you can get there. 45 out of 72, what is that? That's like 62, 63%. But this is a weird year. We've had COVID. We've had guys, of course, like resting or nursing injuries even longer because of this weird schedule. It's so action-packed. So I'm fine with 45 games played. So who does that get rid of right away? Well, there's no Anthony Davis. There's no Kevin Durant. There's no SGA. There's no Gordon Hayward. There's no no Porzingis. <laughs> well, I got to say these guys because we're doing all. They, yeah, I mean, they would be on. They would be on. Yeah, put them in, put them into a team. Put them no, into the no, no, no. all didn't qualify team. But here is the problem. LeBron James right now at 43 <laughs> games played. Uh-oh. Right. James Harden after playing last night, 43 games played. So here's what I'm gonna do. All right. These are my rules. Tweet at me. Most people say don't tweet me. Don't at me. You can tweet at me. Go nuts. I don't care. I'm going to guess that LeBron James is going to play the final two games here. Lakers, of course, playing for something. I think he wants to get a few reps in here before a potential play-in game. Uh, Don't don't forget. Not a a first-round series where he just always gives away game one. No, no, no. This could be like, oh, God, we might want to win this to get in the playoffs. Put me down for LeBron playing the last two games of the Lakers. That gets him to 45. Gets him in the mix here for one of my All-NBA teams. Harden, on the other hand, I am going to just predict that he doesn't play the final two games. I think he'll sit one of them, um, coming up a little bit short. I'm also, of course, going to hold against him a little bit uh, what happened in Houston. We can almost like pretend those games were not really games played. I forget how many ended up playing uh, for the Rockets. Seven, was I it seven it was, or eight? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, again, just for the, for the sake of this, I'm saying Harden is not going to make... My cutoff of 45 games played. All right, so he's not going to be on an All-NBA team. I think James Harden is one of the definitely top 50 players in the league, uh, more like top 10. But for the sake of this, he won't be there, okay? I, th- I think clear. I'll just say I think you're right there because they have a back-to-back, too, in I'm the t- last two that's games. That's right, so Lily. I think, I think right. he doesn't play in both of those. Okay, 45 games played, very important. All right, so let's get to it. And uh, JD's going to help me out. For everybody in the stream team here, he's going to flash my teams up at the bottom of the screen here. All-NBA first team. This wasn't all that hard. I went with the guards being Luka Doncic and Steph Curry. My forwards are Kawhi Leonard, who is just criminally underrated in this league. It's okay. He's awesome. Giannis, 
and then Jokic. Yeah, you're noticing there, I didn't put Embiid as a forward on my All-NBA team because that is stupid, all right? <laughs> it's dumb, and I'm not doing it. Second team, Damian Lillard is a guard. Kyrie Irving is, a, is also a guard, and I'll get to him in a second. Jimmy Butler and Julius Randle are my forwards, mm. and then Joel Embiid is, uh, of course, because he's an MVP uh, candidate there, he's going to finish second. He is on the second All-NBA team at the center position. You know, the position he plays 100% of the time. <laughs> now, <laughs> how, many, how many games has Jimmy Butler played just out of interest? I, I don't he, have he must in front be, of me, but he's, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's over the 45. He's, yeah, he's got enough lately, okay? Yeah. I mean, I just, you, you, I just you got, got that sure. reference. Go, you can fire it up there, too. Um, I, I, I don't, no, I think Harden, people, we're, you're going to go 50 players and you're keeping James Harden off because he didn't play, like, two games yes. on your made-up rules? <laughs> yeah. I don't also, know, man. Also, I don't know. Hold on, hold on. You can't discredit the eight games he played in Houston as a complete joke. Three and five. Three and five in those eight games. How many wins do the Rockets have? Yeah, no, come on, come on. Uh, It's my team, my rule. 45 is the cutoff. I told you that, all right? So I think most people will say, what the hell's going on with Kyrie Irving? Because I think I have him higher than almost anybody else out there that I've heard do their all-NBA predictions. I think it's a joke that he's not on some people's teams when it comes to all-NBA. I think it's embarrassing. He's averaging 27, 5, and 6. He's played 52 games, so you can't, you know, he's played enough games. A lot of these guys are around that mark. His shooting splits are 50 from the floor lately, 39.7 from three, 92.9, 92.2, excuse me, at the line. So it's the most efficient he's ever been. He's been an all-NBA player before. And the only reason people don't want him there, let's be honest, is because he has taken time off, and it hasn't really been because of a physical injury. And here's my pushback to this. All we do, it feels like, when a DeMar DeRozan or a Kevin Love or other NBA players rightfully come out and talk about how important mental health is to themselves, moving forward, to everybody in this world, and everybody applauds it. Yes, yes, preach. Good, you're right. We should be talking about mental health like it is, you know, uh, uh, just the same way we talk about a physical injury. Mm -hmm. But then when Kyrie or other players appear to, again, it's, it's, it, what happens is it's personal, so we don't get the full story, but in, I, I am jumping to conclusions that at times it is a mental health break, for whatever the reason is, for that person, that then we shit on it. Well, oh, geez, he's just gone. Well, what's going on? Well, wh- which one is it? Do you want to applaud these guys for being advocates for mental health and you know, taking care of your mind just as much as your body, or, or do you not? Because this is what happens with Kyrie, in my opinion, because I think he's incredible. I think he's been the best Nets player this year. And I know that will open up some eyes because I think he's just, you know, of course, playing more than Durant helps. And, uh, and then Harden missing 20 games there too. So I, just got, I got Kyrie on the All-NBA squad. I got him as high as second. But I am shocked, Trey, that I see a lot of people not even having him on their legit, you know, All-NBA first, second, or third teams. I think that's, I don't know. I just think they're holding something against him because they don't like him. I think you're totally right. Uh, there have been multiple times this year where Kyrie has refused to speak to media, and that's the kind of thing that people seem to remember. Kyrie Irving has been the most consistent part of the Nets, and they have been one of the best teams in the league. I completely disagree with your James Harden take, but I'm loving this Kyrie take. <laughs> so I will be adding you after this show. Okay, great. Mm. Uh, let's go to All-NBA third team. Look, this is where it does start to get actually difficult, especially with the guards. I do have LeBron on the team. You know, I'm, I am assuming he's going to play these final two games. So he gets the 45 games played mark. So he's in there. And it just feels also icky not to have him on an All-NBA team. I get it, Trey. Same could be said for Harden. But uh, he's coming up a little short for me. Paul George, my other forward. 
Rudy's the center. And then the guards, my God, there are like 10 guards to pick from. That's why we're going all NBA 10 teams deep here. I went with Chris Paul and I went with Bradley Beal. I really got down to like trying to decide between a Suns player in Chris Paul or Devin Booker and then a Wizards player in Russell Westbrook or Bradley Beal. I went with these two. The best part about this is it's not going to matter because these other guys are just going to be on the next team or the next team. So they're going to be in the mix here. But it is a difficult decision. And uh, I actually don't envy people that really are filling out their All-NBA balance when it comes to this third-team guards. Trey, who would be your two? I mean, you may not have Kyrie, I guess, as high as I had, but and, uh, and, and I guess you're assuming, or I'm assuming you're putting Harden in as well, but like, it's tough to leave some of these guys not on an All-NBA team after the incredible seasons they've had. Oh, yeah, and uh, Skeets, just uh, to circle back here real quick, James Harden will have played 140 more minutes than LeBron James so far this season. So he's played more basketball, but it hasn't specifically been the games. This is going to be your biggest bugaboo here. I don't know. I mean, you're exactly right. The calls between the Suns and the Wizards. Are you going Chris Paul? Are you going Devin Booker? Are you going Russell Westbrook? Or are you going Bradley Beal? I kind of think I would go Westbrook over Beal, if I'm Mm. being honest Mm. here. Because the Wizards got a lot better when Bradley Beal had the ball less. You know, Russell Westbrook started up in his usage rate, clocking all those triple doubles. And that's when the Wizards turned around, when Bradley Beal took the smallest backseat to Russell Westbrook and the Wizards became a Russ kind of team. That's when they took off. So I think I'm going Westbrook over Beal. Okay. I mean, look, I'm not going to be angry with that. The guy is scoring 31 points per game, though. I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah, you're you're splitting hairs. Lee, you're a Beal guy. Do I have this one right? Is he an All-NBA third team guy? Sure, yeah. Sure. But honestly, how much fun has it been watching Westbrook over these last six weeks? Uh, he's Even been Lee incredible. doesn't talk about Bradley Beal anymore. No, no I mean, because no look, the, the, uh, the, the Wizards at 17 and 32, it was like, you know, what a complete waste this season is. And now, largely due to Westbrook's just incredible uh, play by getting these triple doubles, they're, they're in the, the uh, play-in tournament. So I'm Not definitely yet. pulling... Are they? I thought they locked the it up. Bulls are no, no, no! Wizards are still going to blow it. The Wizards have to uh, lose the rest of their games. Bulls have to win the rest of their games. Which is right, right. Happen. I'm. Uh, I mean, it, it could come down to uh, Hornets and the Wizards for that plane, and, and I'm not sure because they've both been so much fun to watch this season. But uh, I think I'll be pulling for Westbrook because I want to just see crazy chaos, and I desperately want to see yeah. somehow, somehow uh, the the Nets and the uh, Wizards in the first round. Okay. I have a. I have a. Uh, I know you do. I'm going to keep yeah, moving. No, we don't need another going, podcast yeah. to go yeah. off the rails here. You've yeah. done enough of that this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's a good. Hey, here's a good. Here's a good argument though from JFK, not that JFK uh, in the stream team, who says <laughs> Westbrook wasn't good for half the season. Beal was good the whole season. That's a that's a pretty solid point because unfortunately for Russell Westbrook, the first half of the season when the Wizards were pretty bad. Yeah, he was he was playing back the, then. The, this is the problem with these, really all the awards, right? That happens. Like, you just forget about the first six to eight weeks of yep. the season. And mm-hmm. you like it's a lot easier to remember the last six to eight weeks of the season where like a guy like Westbrook is dominant. Uh, that That is the truth. That's helped a guy like Jimmy Butler's case, of course, too. Like, he's just been incredible over the last little bit. And you're like, oh, well, he wasn't all that... Uh, he wasn't playing all that well early on. Well... Doesn't matter. Timing is everything with these things. But uh, it's a great point. That's why I got Beal in there. Okay, so all NBA fourth team. It's never been done. Oh my (laughs) God. Okay, so, well, you see it there. Uh, It's the two guards I was debating from those two teams where I put Chris Paul and Beal. Well, it's the other ones. I'm going Devin Booker. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, 
accrediting him here for my NBA 14 because of the Sun's success. He's been really, really solid. Yes, his numbers sort of went down from those crazy scoring numbers he was doing, especially in the bubble there, but that's fine. He's become a better player alongside Chris Paul. That's helped. And then Westbrook, we talked about him enough. Forwards, I went Jason Tatum, and I went Zion Williamson for uh, my All-NBA 4 squad. And then the center, this was the easiest pick of my All-NBA 14, probably. It's Bam Adebayo. Uh, He might find a way into the actual... All-NBA, first, second, or third teams. Like, obviously, that third team probably is where he would fall, uh, depending if people get really sneaky with that Embiid move and putting him to forward, because then Gobert probably slides up to the second team, then Bam's in there on the third team, so we will see. But I got him on my fourth team. Any uh, any issues with that one, guys, or we can keep moving here? That we got a lot nice, of teams man. still. That's nice. Okay. Yeah, That's a nice like first it. snub That one feels good, right? Yeah. That yeah. one feels good. That's really nice. Uh, it's probably when we get to the All-NBA <laughs> fifth team where you start go. going, Really? <laughs> Really, are we doing this? Um, there are still great guards to pick from. I got no problem with Trey Young and Zach Levine nice. as my uh, backcourt of my All NBA 15. Trey Young, of course, has the Hawks in a home court advantage position right now. He's he's actually gone really under the radar. I feel like this year there's not been a ton of talk about him, but the numbers are solid. Zach Levine, I think he has to be as high as this when you're going this deep. There are other guards, Mitchell, Simmons, you know, we'll get to them, but 27.5 points per game from Zach Levine, shooting over 50% from the floor, over 41% from three. Just to put this into perspective a little bit here, Zach Levine, like, is like a supercharged Clay Thompson right now, this year. Throw out the defense. Clay Thompson is an unbelievable defender. Zach Levine, you know, still has lots of room to grow on that end, but... Yeah. Offensively, like those are what I'm getting at is like those are like again like like just amped up clay like numbers from in terms of the amount of three point attempts in a game. Lily, obviously the percentage, of course, scores more than a guy like Clay has over his like let's say last three years where Clay uh, you know took an average and stuff like that. That 41 percent from three on like eight attempts that is clay like mm-hmm. that's amazing to me. So you know deserving of an All NBA fifth team nod. All right, everybody, I love it. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. Nodding. Yeah, uh, one of the worst timed uh, missings of the season, Zach Levine, missing yeah. almost four weeks as the Bulls traded for Nick Vucevic. It completely submarined the season. But yeah. uh, if you're looking, especially at the first half, Levine was on fire. I mean, he's on par with me for Trey, with Trey Young, even Bradley Beal, the way he's able to get to his mm-hmm. shots. Just an unstoppable scorer, uh, except for maybe in the last 30 seconds of the game where I feel like he was uh, one for 10 on pull-up jumpers this season. But... He made some incredible strides this year. Close to a 50-40-90 guy while putting up 27 a game. Impressive stuff. Huge. The forwards. This was fun. DeMar DeRozan. I think a lot of people out there still think DeMar DeRozan is a shooting guard. He's not. He's a power forward, basically, on the Spurs, which is really weird. Um, you know, 70% of his minutes are at the power forward position. And then he doesn't even play guard anymore. Although he's like a bit of a, you know, they run things through him, of course. He's DeMar DeRozan, so he's got to get a lot of assists. He's a bit of a point forward. And uh, he's had a really good year. I got him in here on my All-NBA 15. I teased this one earlier. Sabonis. He's a lock for the All-NBA 15. 2012-7. <laughs> he's going to be, in my opinion, one of the true biggest snubs from the All-NBA uh, first, second, or third teams there. Uh, and he won't make it, and he probably won't even be deserving, but he'll have to be uh, at the top of the snub list. And then my center. Oh, felt good, right? We, we've talked about him a lot because of the big beef segments, and this guy just bullying all these little puny uh, pretend centers we have in this league. It's Jonas Valanciunas for the Grizzlies. I'm slipping him in here 
uh, as the uh, fifth best, I guess, center. 17 and 13, mm-hmm. you know, if you round up a little bit there, but a top 15 player efficiency uh, rating. We, again, we've talked about him a lot, it feels like, for a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit elsewhere, probably, across the NBA uh, media landscape. He's been good lately. I, JV, I, I was happy to put him here. I think he's been awesome this season for the Grizzlies and a big part of why they're in the position they're in because he has been a bully at both ends of the floor. You could probably even put him ahead of Bam, I think, for uh, actually oh, who's had okay. a better okay. season. Oh, come, come on. on. Let's slow down, come on. Hey, listen, down. listen, Bam. Slow down. Bam, I know JV wasn't an all-star. But Bam, remember, he wasn't really sort of Bam's all that much. Bam's numbers are about. better than last year. I know, Bam's I know, I know that. But I'm just saying, in terms of the impact he's had on his team, I think Valanciunas this season. You know, you could make an argument for him to be in the most improved conversation. I just think he's been that good for the Grizzlies. Crazy. So, but but it's it, it is it's the Grizzlies, and it is it's like you, people aren't watching them outside of Ja Morant, and I just think that uh, he, he's been great. So I'm glad he's at least on the fifth team. Okay, there and, good, uh, good, squeezed in. Yes, yes. I was <laughs> give me Capella, give me Capella over JV. Mm. I mean, they're pretty similar cases to be quite honest. But Capella has is leading the league in rebounding. He's the only guy who plays defense on the Hawks, and their team is better. I think uh, Capella has it has a bit of a chance over Bam as well, if I'm being completely honest. But I think he blows JV out of the water here. Oh, then you won't like who's the center on the All NBA Six team, which will be ironic. Let's get to it, JD. I put Vooch there as the center. Yeah, baby. Don't worry, Capella's coming up next. Uh, but yeah, I hear you on that, Capella. I, ha- I was moving him around even up into the last minute here. Uh, but I got Vooch as the center on the All-NBA 6 team. My forwards, Middleton and Harris, because they're the same player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. They're like, uh, just they're, they're going to go into the hall of very good. Uh, they're just, they're really good players. They're obviously uh, been very efficient, both of them this year. So they're deserving of this spot. And then the guards, I went Donovan Mitchell. It feels criminally low to me, if, I, if I'm being honest. But then we just went through all those guards, and I, I, I don't know. I struggle to like bump him ahead of some of them. I know the Jazz have a better record than a lot of the guys I mentioned, but I think he's been hurt here by missing some games yeah. lately. It would have been different if he's probably putting up some 25, 30 point games the last little bit. So maybe that's why he's sliding. And then Ben Simmons. I mean, this is a huge nod, of course, to his defense. As we start getting into these deeper teams, I do start giving some love to some defensive players uh, a little bit more, as you'll see. But Simo there, Lee, coming on the sixth team with uh, Donovan, Middleton, Harris, and Vooch. All right? Yeah, I think it's funny that you've got Mitchell and Simmons on the same team there. The rivals. Oh, the rookie of the year rivals. <laughs> the rivals, and then you got Middleton and Harris, the same player, and Vooch. Yeah. Okay. All by himself on Vooch Island. My favorite comments that we're seeing in the stream team are these. The sixth team would smack <laughs> the fifth team. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's a real game between these two. Yeah. Hey, look, somebody out there. Uh, hell, we should talk to uh, our guy, King of the Fourth Quarter. Can he beat you? I don't know. Make these teams and play them awesome. against each other yeah. in 2K or yeah. something. Let's see uh, who really is the best squad. Okay, all NBA seventh team. We got a few to go here still. <laughs> the guards, Drew Holiday and Jalen Brown. Forwards, Brandon Ingram, Michael Porter Jr., and then the center there is Clint Capella, who I, I do agree, Trey, could have could be your All-NBA 5th or even 6th <laughs> center, but we'll slide him into 7th. He is had, had a dominant year, though. And, uh, yeah, a couple of these names I started to, like, almost surprise myself a little bit. I was Michael Porter Jr., I mean... He's good. He's got to be in the mix for a top 50 player, so I don't care if you're throwing him on the 7th, 8th, ninth, or whatever team, but he's in here. Ingram, quietly, a really, you know, good year in terms of scoring the ball, but Pelican's disappointed. All the attention went to Zion, and rightfully so. But he's still good, man. And then Jalen Brown, oh, man, what a horrible injury. Mm. Awesome, awesome first half of the season, though. 
Uh, I, you know, Tatum is a star, but Jalen Brown, at many times this season, looked like the best player on the Celtics, uh, especially what he brings defensively. And then Drew Holiday, you know, he believes he's the best defensive player in the league. He believes he's like Gary Payton 2.0. And I do too, at times, for sure. So, Drew Holiday, All-NBA 17. That's a good, that's a good squad there for an All-NBA 17. Like, look at, the, the NBA is in good hands, man, when that's the All-NBA 17. That's a Some league young pass talent. All-Stars team right there. People Ooh. are going to be hyping up this 7th team. Put them on the cover of Slam Magazine. The seventh best players at each of their position. These guys are awesome. I love it. This is a. I'm hyped for this team, Skeetsy. Okay, good. Uh, it's getting. It's starting to get even crazier now. Now <laughs> oh we're boy. up to the All oh NBA eighth team again. I still think we have really good guards Uh-oh. here in consideration. No. Oh no. Repeat. That was my fault. That's my fault. It <laughs> Justin is, Holiday or Aaron Holiday. John Morant. Oh, John Morant. Uh, apologies, JD. That's uh, that's my bad. There, if you want to edit that. My guards for the All NBA eighth team are John Morant. Mike Conley, and then the forwards are Pascal Siakam, Draymond Green, and Carl Anthony Towns. A very weird team. Mm-hmm. Okay, just with Siakam, don't drop a homer card on me, okay? <laughs> I know he's had a really weird, disappointing, he obviously missed a ton of game winners and stuff like that, very Zach Levine-like in a weird way. He couldn't hit a three to save his life, uh, unlike Zach Levine, but Siakam still averaged 22-7-5, and so... If this was a garbage season, a terrible bad season for this guy, then okay, maybe that's a, a sign of good things to come. That's still a damn good year, and he's still in the mix here for one of the All-NBA 10 teams. So I got him here on the 8th team. There it is. John Morant, Conley Siakam. Draymond, of course, because of defense. Carl Anthony Towns has played 47 games. This is probably hilariously low for a guy like Cat. But, you know, it's a, it but, was a season. Yeah. It, was, it was a nightmare season from the jump with obviously mm. what happened in the offseason. But still 25-10-5, Guy Lee. You love Katmandu. Yeah, he, he's performed when he's been out there playing. But it's just been a, it's been a pretty bad season that never really got going there in, uh, in Minnesota. But, man, we've got three Jazz and the first Raptor on the eighth team. And the Raptors have, you know, kind of stunk. And the Jazz are the best team in the league. So, uh, Skitsy, how many more Raptors are you going to squeeze in there? We're going to see a Freddie Van Vliet in there? We're going to uh, see spoiler, a... Spoiler, you're not. You're not. Ooh. Yeah, I held back. Kyle, not, not, not going to have a little... No. Like, you see if you can slip Kyle's Kyle into the tent. Kyle's playing, team. man. He's, like, giving up on this season. Kyle's done. He's gone. God, I miss you already, buddy. All right. So, okay. So, not too many. If you have qualms at this point, what's wrong with you? That's I'm on, on you the ride, buddy. Yeah. All right. All NBA ninth team. De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> CJ McCollum, Jeremy Grant gets in, baby. Had to slip him in on one of these teams. Uh, I went with uh, Boyan Bogdanovich for the Jazz. Not having as great a season as he did last year when he was like a 20-point-per-game scorer, but he's turned it on, you know, as of late. And then, uh, and I'm also, of course, uh, you know, awarding his team success a little bit, and he is important. And then DeAndre Ayton as the big guy uh, for the Suns there at the center position. Nice. McCollum... I was moving around until the final second here uh, before we went live. I, I, I was confused as where to put him because he was averaging like 27 points per game before his injury. He was playing incredible. And then he's come back and, of course, he like, you know, started slow coming back from the injury. But now he's got it going again and like, he's damn good. I, I love CJ McCollum. I just have so much faith in a guy like that at the end of a game uh, that he can get you a bucket. So this feels right to me. Missing a huge chunk of time, but having played enough games because he started the season there, and now he's played over the last little bit. So he's there. Fox had a great year on a crappy Kings team. Blah, 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 blah. Final team. We'll wrap this up, and then we'll get to some snubs. <laughs> <laughs> All-NBA 10th team. I just gave it to the Hornets back. Right? LaMelo and Terry Rozier. There you go. Terry Rozier, 20-point-per-game score. LaMelo, uh, you know, going to win rookie of the year. Very, very likely. 
uh, I, like it came down to a lot of guys who I'll get to for that these final spots. Uh, I went with Karis Levert as the forward, John Collins as the other forward, and then Jarrett Allen uh, as the center. So there it is. Wow. Ten All-NBA teams. <laughs> now let's get to the snubs. That's all yeah. everybody cares about. All right. Who did I snub? Well, you said a couple Raptors, Lily. Let's throw them in there. Van Vliet, Lowry, okay, whatever. Uh, I, you know, I think they're both better than a lot of players that we had on these lists, but brutal season. I don't even want to like, award them for anything. I, I almost didn't even have Siakam there, <laughs> but I had to convince myself to put them on. But they're in the mix. Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles, sure. Snubs. Malcolm Brogdon, snub. Colin Sexton, probably the uh, highest point per game score that I don't have in the mix. Uh, on the cast. There it is. He's a snub. Derek Rose has got to be a snub at this point, especially the way he's played over the last uh, you know, six weeks or so. Anthony Edwards, I said, if I got LaMelo in there, yeah, sure, you can make a case for Anthony Edwards. Another Knicks, actually two more Knicks players, RJ Barrett. I really, really, it was close to having him in there um, as like one of the forwards near the end of these uh, teams. And, you, and sure, you could. Nerlens Noel, oh, I love... But I couldn't do it, Trey, because you would have mocked me until the end of time. Jakob Pertl as a center. Jakob Pertl could have got some center love, but didn't. And then finally, I got a couple more names, and then you guys can throw out anyone I missed. Tim Hardaway Jr. was consideration for the 10th team. Mikael Bridges for the Suns, who's been great. And just for the stream team. Everybody drop it in the stream team right now. All caps locks, exclamation, baby. Dort was in consideration. Drop your dorts. So there it is. By all NBA 10 teams with snubs. True sicko shit. So uh, good. Yeah, but anyway, who am I missing? Who am I missing? <laughs> <laughs> um, the stream team is saying the biggest snub, Jordan Clarkson. Okay, yep. Did you Ca- just uh, Ca- say you got to be a starter to make one of these? No, no, no. No, he was, he was inconsistent. Like, he is... If I had done this at the uh, All-Star break, yeah, he's in. He's one of these ones where, like, timing has not helped him. You know, I know he just had the big 41-point game. 41.0 assists. Yeah, he's just like, you know, he's gone in a way. He's getting his right now with the backcourt being out. He was, him and Ingles almost like sort of like, I was torn between the two of them, so I guess they canceled each other out. But he's a snub, no doubt. Who else? Anyone else? I'm trying to remember any of the other yeah. 400 know, players I'm, you didn't. I, know, I, know, I, know, I, know. I guess I nailed it. Where's awesome. Tyrese uh, Halliburton? Where's Chinezi uh, Metu? Now get mm. out of here. Now you're being Wiggins. Silly. How about Wiggins? Wiggins did, is did you oh, that's a him? good snub. That's a name I didn't say yet. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I'm not angry with that. This is the hardest uh, game of what about this guy of all time yeah, <laughs> to pull yeah, out these yeah. deep cuts. Yeah. Some deep cuts. Thaddeus Young, maybe at uh, maybe at the All Star yeah. break, he's getting oh, on come the come on, even that's going too far. <laughs> Get out what of about here. Zubats? Zubats has been solid for the oh, Clippers. <laughs> Thank God you guys didn't do this. Yeah. No, just well, Skitty, I, I know you did your top ten teams there, so I decided to come with something as well, and I'm going to uh, do the top twenty candidates for Coach of the Year. Oh so. my God! <laughs> go, go. Go ahead. Do you have a list in front of you? Uh, no, I just made that up on the spot. Um, but while we're here. <laughs> that's great. That's great. All right. So uh, tweet at me, at J.E. Skeets. Let us know in the YouTube comments. Uh, do you agree with Trey, first off, uh, that James Harden, let's say he only plays 44 games, he's got to be in the mix. What do you think about that? Do I have Capella too low? Should I have more Raptors in the mix? Do I have enough Jazz players in the mix? Let's hear it all. Uh, and, and, you know, keep going. Is what I say. Somebody do the All-NBA 11th team. Somebody do the 12th team. Just, like, get a chain going in the YouTube comments. Have some fun with it. 
Um, it's embarrassing how much actually effort I put into that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Where I started, like, had to catch myself going, holy shit, none of this matters. What am I doing? <laughs> Can you Why pop am up I the contemplating CJ McCollum where he goes? Yeah. Like, pop up the one like... again for ninth team. Because once that ninth right, team I, showed I up and it was Boyan Bogdanovich actually yeah. typed out, I was like, oh, man. This yeah. Well, I could have just put B Bogdanovich. That's the you problem. Can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> that just looks ridiculous. Uh, I had Bogdan, in, Bogdan in the in the mix. He was in contention. Sounds like you were Andy Dufresne crawling through the tunnel at the end of Shawshank Redemption. There, where you like you couldn't go back. You had to just keep on going oh. to the end. And you, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I got swimming. to the seventh team, and I was gonna stop. Nope. But then it's hilarious. You start going, man. Uh-huh. I don't got uh, John Moran on a team. Like, yeah. all right, let's just keep going. Oh, God. Okay, there it is. Hopefully that was fun for some of you out there. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. I'm uh, piggybacking off my man Tass on what you need to know today with Tweet of the Night because Nick DePaula coming through with this tweet last night. He tweeted, wow, Blake Griffin has McLovin 35s on tonight (laughs) with his own Hawaii ID info. There's the close-up. Enhanced, JD. Nice work. Yeah, we're looking at it here on the stream team. Blake's uh, McLovin kicks, TK. (laughs) Like, 
Have you ever seen these? Uh, I mean, I assume not, but what do you think of these? I love them. Uh, Super bad. It's on my list of the funniest movies of the past 20 years. Obviously, Blake Griffin is a comedy fan. I like the Jordan 35. You throw a little bit of Hawaii rainbow in there. These things are yeah. beautiful, especially, I guess you would call that. I guess they were matching uh, the Nets uniforms last night, but that's sort of a Carolina blue. Always a great color. Makes sense with a Jordan. Yeah, two thumbs up from me. All right. Lee, what do you think of these McLovins? Yeah, I wonder what inspired them, though, to just go with the whole McLovin thing. Like, was... um. You know, has Blake got some connection there to it or something? I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, if you're going to go in, you may as well do it all the way like that. So, yeah, they're great. What is he going to do with them now? Is he wear them again? Give them away? Have another set there? Sell them? I don't know. Probably <laughs> it's pretty away. slick, like the yeah. customized ID there yeah. for Blake, yeah. right? Uh, that's all his yeah. information. Nick Griffin with his <laughs> signature. Brilliant that's stuff. That's good. Yeah, attention to detail there. All right, let's... Uh, Let's see your thumbs. Thumbs up or thumbs down there in the stream team right now for uh, Blake's McLovins that he was rocking last night. Okay, pick them results. Brought to you by BetMGM. It was the Celtics-Cavs game. Boston was favored by 9.5 on the road in Cleveland. Oh my goodness. The Cavs straight up win. Kevin Love back with a vengeance. He won Wolf Boy last night. He's back! <laughs> Uh, quick trivia question. Can you name the three Kevins to have won a Wolf Boy this year? <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr.? Yep. Did he get one for that 50? Yeah. What uh, other Kevin? Who else is... Yeah. <laughs> the other one's a lot easier. Oh, oh Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. KD, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., and now Kevin Love. Uh, taking a boy last night. Uh, anyway, Cavs won, so that's a nice victory for Trey, who goes to 7-1 and one here hey. in the month of May with only uh, two nights left for this short pick'em battle. Lee, you got the victory. So you've taken the lead over Tassie. You're not in last. You're three and five. Tass took the Celtics. He's two and six. I took the Celtics. I'm five and three. So tonight's game, Philly, Miami, Philadelphia, favored by one and a half points on the road. Keep playing really well. One of the hottest teams in the league, probably the hottest team in the East, right? Got the Blazers in the West, Heat in the East. But Philly's trying to lock up that number one seed. Where do you go with this one, Lily? You like Philly to win by two or more, or the Heat to get this done? I feel the Heat are going to grind this one out and get the victory. Uh, yeah, Heat. That's it. Yeah, Heat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Okay. I> don't <laughs> uh, yeah, the Heat are the heater balling right now. Embiid is listed as questionable. He's got a non-COVID illness. I'm going Miami as well. Uh, I'm trying to pick the winner. I don't know if Lee's still trying to pick losers at this point, but I think Miami will at least keep it close and I think they'll probably win this one. Lee only either talks for 10 minutes straight about something (laughs) or 10 seconds. There's no in between with this guy. Uh, All right, so you're taking Miami as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's find out who Trey... Oh, excuse me, Tass is going with. Ah, yeah, looking forward to this one on TNT. I will be keeping half an eye on it during our charity fundraiser for St. Jude Children's Research on Thursday night. Status of both stars, Embiid and Butler, is questionable, so I'm going to go with the team that's playing a little bit better ball. Miami rolling into the postseason, and I like the fact that the Sixers have won the first two games of this season series. Miami's got to get one of them. Give me Miami. All right, we got three of you guys taking Miami. I'll swerve. I don't think I really have anything to lose. Tess, can he even catch me? I don't think so. Uh, uh-oh. I don't know. Anyway, I'll take Philly. 
Let's live a little. I'll take the Sixers to uh, <laughs> cover by the two little. points. That's right. That's right. Everybody else taking Miami to cover the uh, the spread there. They uh, are getting one and a half points. All right. Let's call it there. What a show. My goodness. We got another one to get ready for tonight. Tassie said it. It's the NBA happy hour. Charity drive. Raising money for a great cause. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Our goal, $2,601. We'll get this started Live on YouTube at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. I'll tell you what, we're praying for a wedgie. Wedgie number 50 Ooh, to happen yeah. while we're doing tonight's show. We're going to play some games, have some drinks. Actually going to go through a few No Dunks awards. Yeah, it's mm. our own awards. Are we dressing up for this thing? You guys want to wear uh, you know, a suit and a bow tie or something like that? Lily? you want to wear a flashy shirt? What are you going to do? Uh, maybe. I don't have a bow tie. It's a charity uh, drive. I feel like we should be dressed yeah. up a little bit. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I'll see what I can dig out. I haven't dressed up for so long. I don't remember how to. Uh, well, wouldn't it be yeah, nice, we'll... though? Wouldn't that be a nice feeling to put on some slacks? Yeah. 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 Well, I'll probably have shorts on no matter of what. But I might, yeah. I might, yeah. yeah. Up, upstairs, I might be looking a bit nicer. So, yeah, I'll see what I've got. Do you own a top hat? No, I don't think so. <laughs> You're saying, thinking. Like, you're thinking yeah, so much about it sure. as yeah. if you used to have one and not, not now you sh- might not have yeah, one. Yeah, you don't know where to put it. I might have had one for, uh, you know, for comical purposes. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have a look up in the attic. I've got to, well, yeah, it rained the other day, so I've got to check the attic anyway. So while I'm up there. Oh, maybe you've uh, used the top hat as a bucket for your leaking attic. Yeah, go check that yeah, out. Yeah. No, because actually, you know, in the house, you know, with kids with their dress-ups and that, sometimes you have things like that. So well, maybe for, uh, you, were, you were doing some coin tricks uh, on the beach yesterday. Maybe you got yeah. a top hat and ah, pull a yeah. rabbit out. Oh, yeah. Put it on our laps like we're at a Warriors game. <laughs> All right. Well, if you had a top hat, please wear one tonight. See if okay, I'll that. see if I can find one. I'll All be right, wearing cool. a mesh tank top and a robe, uh, personally. Oh, wow. That's how I dress up. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. very cool. All right, I got to figure out what I'm wearing now. Uh, but anyway, join us tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, for the No Dunks Happy Hour Charity Drive. Uh, like, comment, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for the next Beach Step and Podcast, No Dunks at theathletic.com. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And if you haven't already, please, 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 subscribe to The Athletic. You will not regret it. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunk so they know that we sent you. All right, guys. Uh, enjoy your day. See you boys tonight for the charity drive. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, in the year 2021, most people have top hats for comical purposes, not for <laughs> style purposes. They have fallen out of favor a little bit here, but... If you've got one, usually good for a joke. Embrace the day, people.